What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Pal Block, our all-Nintendo show. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Darrigan, alongside me, as always, that beautiful, beautiful man, Edward uh-huh. Farnell. Ed! Ed! Yes! I, I am so excited. You know why I'm excited? Not only am I excited because of what we're going to talk about today. Yes! But I'm also excited that you and I have a couple new projects that we've been kind of working on behind the scenes. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes! So, before we get... There's there's not really any news story except one major one, which is our big topic of the day. And then we're going to go into a second topic. But Ed and I, if you guys are interested, we are testing out me, Ed, and then I talked to Matt and Moose about it from NGR Radio proper the podcast that podcast that obviously we are a part of and uh we're testing out these little segments these youtube only segments uh for xbox and playstation fans uh arsenal x which is our xbox show uh you know we're gonna do two or three 10 to 15 minute segments uh, I think I've kind of settled on the two, two segments. Uh, this week there's three, but you know I think I've kind of settled on the the two. I think two topics is good. Uh, and then Nerds Gone Platinum, which is our PlayStation based segment on the YouTube page and on NGRRadio.com. Ed, before we get into the Nintendo stuff, how do you feel about these projects? I'm, I'm hyped. I- I'm super excited. Uh, Arsenal X and the uh, Nerds Go Platinum. About to say Nintendo Goes Platinum. <laughs> Pretty much they afraid they with like with the second like this is like second E3 Christmas time reveal what we're gonna talk about later. But Arsenal X, I love Xbox and I love PlayStation and I love to discuss them. Um, I love that we're adding these shows and adding these segments because it, it wants to show you guys as viewers that uh, video games don't have to be to a specific platform. It could be for any platform that you prefer to play or love. Me and Corey, we love all three. We love playing video games and discussing them. So these segments are just like kind of help you, you know, maybe make a decision about a game or you know create a discussion that you never will talk about and you know we want to hear your guys thoughts and your opinions um you know arsenal x it might sound crazy like it's a gun show but no it's about you know microsoft coming in hard ready to fight to give you guys the you know some great games and of course with playstation being the leading console right now uh us as nerds loving uh, PlayStation and stuff, we kind of want to deliver to you guys also that great content on why they're kind of leading the pack or for some people. Um, But like I said, we're Universal Gamers and we do hope you guys tune in. We do hope you guys enjoy these shows. Uh, We want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your opinions because that helps us um, deliver better content you know it, both of them are they just started with their first episodes and there's going to be more to come so we do hope you guys continue to tune in and continue to show your support um i'm hype about it i love talking about it uh so um yes arsenal x and nurse going platinum yeah joining the uh it- joining the uh home of ngr radio with nintendo power block yes and like i really like I mean, our strong suit 
your years of mine in particular in the NGR pantheon of hosts. Uh, years of my specialty is Nintendo, right? But we we love the other consoles. We love what they provide, and you know we we want to explore those areas as well, which is why they're more of a smaller, you know, YouTube type show. Uh, but you know, it's it's exploring everything that we love about games, and there's interesting discussions to be had about all these other consoles, you know, and like you know, Matt's gonna get in on it at some point. But this these are projects that you and I have kind of put together in our head. And Arsenal X, like, we want to bring out the the weird personalities that we have, you know, like, yes, let, like let's let's face it, like people come to ngr for the personality for the i mean you know i'm kind of boring but you know you're eccentric and excited about nintendo and matt's you know matt's matt people like matt because he's out there and and crazy and stuff and like you know people come to us for the personality not necessarily the news which is why you know our shows aren't really based off news except for you know this one but (laughs) you know there's interesting discussions to be had like you know the first segment you know, by the time you guys are watching this or listening to this, uh, came out yesterday, we had a discussion about Anthem and how, you know, maybe Bioware can do something interesting with the Frostbite engine and maybe make it more for, uh, you know, an RPG open world type thing and help that engine evolve rather than just being something for Battlefield and Battlefront for a pretty looking shooter. You know, like we had that discussion and that was an interesting discussion that, you know, people don't get a, a lot of other places. And those are the kinds of things we want to provide to our Xbox and PlayStation fans. You know, uh, you know, on on Nerds Gone Platinum, we kind of discussed, uh, you know, how's VR shaping up to be in Sony's portfolio? Why are they kind of abandoning indies to, you know, promote their first party stuff and that kind yes. of stuff? So, like, we just kind of want to add something well first of all we want to grow our youtube page that's <clears throat> that's one of our goals with this but our other goal is to have interesting conversations and provide content to you know the xbox and playstation uh fans and and that's that's something that we came up with and i'm super excited about like i can't tell you how excited i am like you if you're watching pow block you've noticed the new backgrounds if you're watching on youtube like you've noticed the new backgrounds i've set up for me and ed to have a better looking discussion not that we're not good looking anyway but like you know there's interesting background you know there might be gameplay somewhere in here like we want to provide interesting videos for you to watch as well and i know that the you know our two main shows are audio shows but like if you're watching on youtube if you're at work or something and you need something to listen to you pop youtube on the background like we want to have something interesting for you to watch too and like yes we're we're aiming for that with arsenal x and nerds gone platinum so uh we want your feedback we want to know what you think of that show so uh in the episode description of pal block there will be a link to the ngr radio uh, YouTube page and the website. So uh, let us know what you think, feedback, stuff like that. It really helps grow those those two platforms specifically. Uh, but also, we're here to talk Nintendo. 
Yes, we are. Well, now that we gotten all that out of the way, <laughs> uh, you know, gosh, last week was <laughs> last week was so long because like I was redoing. I wanted to play Arms right because I hadn't got really uh-huh. gotten to sit down and play it, but I was, you know, <clears throat> I guess the other thing we could kind of talk about too is like I talked to Larry, your co-host on World One One, and we're kind of bringing World One One into the NGR banner. So like. You know, I've been making all these backgrounds for all the different video versions of the shows and updating the website to make sure it's cleaner and, and easier to follow and uh, easier for us to, you know, manage our shows and segments and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, and I played ARMS, and I love ARMS. I've been playing not enough of it, but uh, I haven't really played a lot of games. And then... I, I, I took a nap today and, but, oh wait, how did, how did today go? Gosh, I am, I'm losing my mind right now. I, you work, I you work today. Okay. home. I went to bed last night and I was really tired because I was Skyping with Larry about something. And then I woke up this morning to go to work. And then during work, I get a message from you that said, Hey, tonight we need to talk about the SNES classic. And in my head, it didn't even really, like, occur to me because E3 just happened. You know, all these huge announcements just happened. It didn't even occur to me. I was like, maybe he wants to talk about the rumor that it's happening. Maybe he wants to do a refresh on our SNES games list that we want to see on the console. So, like, that's where my mind was at. And then I looked it up. I was, like, scrolling through the IGN app. You know, right before I was leaving work, while I was <clears throat> eating my lunch, and all of a sudden, as it said, SNES Classic announced, and then in the subtitle it said, "Coming with the never before released version of Star Fox 2. and I was mm-hmm. like, my mind was just like blown, and I was like, "That's when I messaged you, what?" And you're like, "Yes," and I'm like, "Yes." So I came, <laughs> I came home, and I was like, "I really want to play Arms." But I also want to produce a good show tonight. So I fell asleep. I took a nap. Which was much needed. It was like an hour. Yes. It was like an hour and a half nap, and it was great. It was like, the, it was the best thing I could have done today. It was just like. Naps not, are a gift from. Na- naps are a gift from God. Yes. <laughs> like. Hallelujah. It was like, it was exactly what I needed to refresh my mind for the show. And. I was looking up the SNES Classic, which is, you know, we're going to go into that unless you want to talk about anything you've been playing. Have you been playing anything? Um, just Nintendo Rise Dragon Quest 8 and later on tonight and definitely tomorrow on Wednesday, um, I'll begin to Star Ocean and I will begin to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm ready to pick that up and just uh, get lost again in that game. Oh, yeah, that DLC comes out this week. Oh, yeah, this weekend. I know what this weekend's going to be. Right. But we can't talk about the DLC because I haven't got it just yet, but I'm picking it up next Friday, uh, and then I'll be jumping into that because I want to finish the game still first before I jump into the DLC. Yeah. Uh, But, okay, so let's dive into our our first topic of the day is, is the Super Nintendo Classic was announced. Now, mm-hmm. if you've been hiding under a rock, this is the Super Nintendo version of the NES Classic Edition that was released last year. 
and super hard to find. And the only way I got one was because of this angel to my to my right. Sorry, I had to I had to make sure because I'm looking at the video <laughs> recording. Yeah. <laughs> because because on my Skype you're to my left, but on the OBS recording you're on my right. So I had to make sure I was pointing <laughs> the right way. Uh, you got me the NES Classic. And I could never repay you ever for getting me that. And so uh, the, the NES Classic had 30 classic NES games. I was really excited for that. And then after I started playing around with that, you know, we started talking about what if they did a Super Nintendo version today. Or when it came out, we started talking about what if they did a Super Nintendo. And today it was announced officially. It had been rumored for a long time. 21 games, including Star Fox 2 that's never been released so yes. that's going to be super interesting yes and everybody is going to be 80 dollars in all september 29th yeah oh man i'm so excited that's a week after pocket that's a friday ed will be here we're going to stand in line we're going to do a live a facebook live video from lo- from the line it's gonna be yes awesome. yes 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 <laughs> uh, okay so let let me run down this list real quick I think, you know, even though there's only 21 games instead of the 30 on the NES, mm-hmm. I think the curated list is better in quality overall than the NES list. Uh, yes. I think there's, a, like, a lot. Not that the NES, the NES, the games that were are amazing on the NES were amazing, but there was a lot of duds on the NES classic, like the Pac-Man and, and, and you know, the there's a couple duds. Uh, but, so, on this list, we have Contra 3 Alien Wars, totally down to play donkey kong mm-hmm. country surprised it's only donkey kong country especially for the because a lot of people have a lot of love for donkey kong country too uh, uh donkey kong country so more I, so oh i know it, i'm just saying like a lot of people who love donkey kong country consider donkey kong country 2 their favorite uh and i'm just surprised like donkey kong being a nintendo first party thing that they didn't just release all three of them on here but that's besides the point earthbound yeah uh final fantasy 3 apostrophe 6 uh f-zero two kirby games kirby superstar and kirby's dream course uh mm-hmm. a link to the past yes Mega Man x yes secret of mana yes star fox star fox 2 what sorry i didn't Secret of Mana to me was a big surprise because if if they would have thrown Chrono Trigger in, that's the trifecta of Square Enix, Square Soft in the '90s during the Super Nintendo era. Yeah, because before we started recording in the chat while I was eating my amazing dinner, which was amazing by the way. Uh, yes, I said the only game I'm surprised that's not on here, just based on what's on here, is Chrono Trigger. But I'm fine with them not having Chrono Trigger because of Chrono Trigger DS being the PlayStation version, being like the definitive version uh, with the added anime and stuff. That version is better than the original. Yes, playing it old school, people probably would have preferred it, but I'm just like, after playing it, playing it on the DS, that version is better than the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um um let's see okay so star fox star fox 2 uh street fighter 2 
Turbo Hyper Fighting, which is the version everybody likes. Uh, yes. Super Castlevania 4. Kind of su- not surprised considering Castlevania 1 and 2 were on the NES Classic. Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Mario Kart. Super Mario RPG. I'm a little surprised that that game's on there. Not, yeah. Not just based on like the weird stuff around that game. Like, I'm surprised it's on there. Uh, right, because I think it only came to Wii Virtual Console. Yeah, it didn't come to the Wii U Virtual Console. Right. I, w- I would have played it. Uh, yeah, actually, that and Secret of Mana and Final Fantasy III were the only games that came to Wii. They didn't come to uh, Wii U. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, and then Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and... and the Super Nintendo version for the first time released uh, of Yoshi's Island. Uh, is it F Zero part of? This is the first time they're releasing it too, because I don't remember F Zero. F Zero's on 3DS. F Zero is on Wii U. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yoshi's Island. That was major. Like that alone sold me. Like uh, I'm great. I'm happy that I'm getting Secret of Mana and all those other games. Everybody's been wanting Yoshi, the regular Yoshi's Island to come out for forever. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people uh, hopefully Nintendo gets a lot of uh uh classics, SNES classes out for people to really play. Cause you have got to play one of the best design um platformers of the Super Nintendo age. You if you like Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island is gonna blow you away from its creativity, uh what is that for? No, I just noticed. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was, I'm, I just noticed on the video version of the podcast, there's like a little corner, just because we're using Skype, there's a little corner of my screen on your screen. And I wasn't sure what it was, so I went like this. And now it just <laughs> looks like my hand is just like, woo. <laughs> oh, I'm just oh. like, what the fuck is he going on? Yeah, uh, but Yoshi's Island is like one of the best platformers for people who want to know where the uh, Yoshi games actually started. Um, the boss designs is probably one of Nintendo's best design games in bosses. I love, like, I love the fact that there's like the boss that you have to get behind and push the the potted plant off the yes. ledge to pull the boss down. Yes, yes. Ah, uh, man, I I am in love with this list. This list is light years ahead of the NES Classic Edition, and I I just I'm just like my mind just my brain hurts thinking of all these amazing games stuffed into a little box, and if I don't get this thing, I'm gonna cry. Like, I'm literally going to cry. Because I... Here's the thing. My history with Super Nintendo is very estranged. Like, I had I had an NES and I had a Game Boy. And I wanted a Super Nintendo really bad. Well, I was too young to be making my own money and getting my own things. And my parents bought my cousin's hand-me-down Sega Genesis for me. And he went out and bought a Super Nintendo. So I was stuck being the Sega kid, and then all my friends had Super Nintendos, so I would always go over there and play. Uh, there are two games on here that I wish were on here, but I know because of licensing, they 
99.99% of a chance they would not be on here. One is King Turtles Gr in time. Yeah, one is Turtles in Time, and one is King Griffey Jr. Baseball. Uh, so those are like the two games, my two wish list games that were on, that aren't on here that I wish were. But uh, like, I got a Super Nintendo after Nintendo 64 came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like scrounging to find all the games for Super Nintendo that were amazing. Like, I, I, I've never, I've never, I never played Earthbound until it came to the Virtual Console. I never played Final Fantasy three. I hadn't played F Zero until it came to Virtual Console, which I love F Zero. Uh, I've never played Secret of Mana. I've never played the original Star Fox. Like. The only games I have for Super Nintendo are Mario All-Stars and Super Mario World Kart. I have that cart with all of them bundled in it. I have yeah. Yoshi's Island, Super Metroid, Legend of Zelda, and uh, Mega Man X 2. And then I have King Griffey Jr. Baseball, Mario Kart, and uh, I think I have the Mario RPG cart somewhere. But those are like yeah. the only games that I own for Super Nintendo. Yeah, the, I know for Super Nintendo, uh, for this list, the only game I have not played on this list is Star Fox 2. Everything else I have played in, well, most of the stuff on there I have played in beaten. Like uh, Contra 3, I beat in. Um, Yoshi's Island, I beat in. Secret of Mana, I beat in. Um, I got halfway through Final Fantasy 3, and uh, I beat Mega Man X. Um, surprisingly, that game was super hard. I look, I shoot. I'm surprised that I ever actually beat that game. Um, super Mario World, that's that's easy. Mario Kart, of course. Uh, super Metroid, Legend of Zelda. Like most of everything that's on here, I beat it. Uh, but I would just love to have that in my home uh, and playing those old games. I do have a question though. Um, I wonder how Secret of Mana is going to play out. Because it's a three-player multi-game, right. and even though the system comes with two controllers, will people be able to add their Wii controller to it? Uh, well, and, you know the 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 or the uh, Wii U game gamepad, or, or the the Switch Pro controller is Bluetooth. Yeah. So I wonder yeah. if you could like add a Joy-Con to it, uh, because that's essentially, I mean. A, you know, with the button, the face button, it has all the same buttons as a Super Nintendo controller. I wonder if you can. I wonder if they maybe that's why it costs an extra twenty bucks. Like it has Bluetooth mm -hmm. functionality where you can add, you know, Joy Cons or or a Pro controller to it. Uh, I don't know, man. That's gonna be interesting. Even though like Secret of Mana, I mean, I, a lot of people probably primarily played that single player, but yes. it had that two and three player functionality, which was you know, way ahead of its time. Action RPG, uh, multiplayer style game. Gosh, that game. I I, I want to sit down and play that. And if we get it, we're going to play it multiplayer and do Let's Play. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do, dude, there's, we're, that weekend's going to be so much fun. We're going to do so many Let's Plays. Yes. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we're going to play in pot. <laughs> play pots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit in front of i mean i have a green screen behind me for a reason so um, yay we're gonna i'm gonna have it all set up so we can a record the podcast live 
we might and we're gonna just make a bunch of videos that weekend it's gonna be fun and yes cook cooking with Corey and eddie v <laughs> that'll be a video it's yeah because i can't cook a lick i can make you a, a bowl of cheerios <laughs> me cooking if it ain't ramen noodles good luck and god bless <laughs> no nah, dude we're gonna we're gonna bust out the grill that weekend we're gonna have some chicken we're gonna have some yes. good things we're gonna get you the right order from chick-fil-a so and <laughs> and everybody and everybody a live recording session for optional opinion Corey is going to be my co-host on that show and i cannot wait yes yes ah oh, man and like i have all the recording equipment you don't need to bring any of that that stuff i have three microphones have a mixer it's all here ready to go it's gonna be awesome i just have to bring my computer dan yay ah oh, it's gonna be great it's gonna be great uh so back to what are we talking about? All right. It, that Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo Classic. I'm I'm excited to actually sit down and play a lot of these games. Like, I, dude, I can't tell you how many times I've plugged in that, that uh, NES Classic and just played through, like, Super Mario 3. And, you know, I told you I beat Metroid again uh-huh. uh, a couple months ago, and that was amazing to play on a TV. Like, oh, so good. Uh, so, like, I'm really excited to sit down and actually... You know, because a lot of people say Final Fantasy 3 is the best Final Fantasy of all time. Or Final Fantasy 6, whatever. I'm using American names. So Final Fantasy 3, yes. best Final Fantasy of all time. You know, Mega Man X. A lot of people love that more than the, the original Mega Mans, which I I love the original Mega Man. So I'm excited to actually sit down and play through it. Uh, Secret of Mana. Excited to play through Mario RPG again. Like, it's been probably 20 years since I played through that game. Yeah, and I really want to play that game all the way. Only got, like, halfway through that game and continue to keep dying. And when I go, like, there's a ship that you got to go. You fight, like, underwater. I keep dying there. That's the word end. I always end that. So, but, uh, I, yeah, I want to do play that game and uh, beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm wondering because the image they're showing looks like the can do the controllers plug into the front or do they plug into the side because the pictures that they've been showing it doesn't look like the controllers plug into the front um i don't know like i've been i mean i've been looking at pictures of this and like it's something i just noticed was like do they have usb ports on the side are they using the wii connectivity stuff like how are they doing that? It's, I I honestly don't know, and it's going to be interesting to, to find out. I hopefully I talk to my, uh, a, a particular person, uh, that works in the field, and get some more answers. So, okay. I'll leave it just at that. Okay. Um, because Ed's got the hookups. He's the man. He's the man. Uh, I, I don't know what, what he's talking about. <laughs> game game you're most excited to play through on this thing. Uh, Yoshi's Island. I, I'm i super stoked to play Yoshi's Island. I want to play Star Fox 2. Um, beating the first level of the burger Star Fox, you know, that's just going to click just like that. Be like, oh, yes, I remember these controls. Because I remember playing Star Fox... Uh, for almost three hours trying to beat that game and like never progressing past a point but slowly sometimes getting there um 
So I cannot wait to try Star Fox 2. And, and a bigger student Nintendo for that, for adding that game. Yeah, because like, you know, you know, there, I mean, there was a lot of, I don't want to say controversy, but there's a lot of things happening around that game where it was complete. They had marketed it. They had shown it off at, I guess it would be Space World, right? Yes. They showed it and then they never released it. They just, no, nah, we're not going to release it. it. Whatever. You know, I... I wonder, I just, I wonder how that game's gonna turn out because that original Star Fox, though impressive for the time, is like is just like one of those games that is visually impressive for a Super Nintendo, uh, but at the same time, you know, Star Fox sixty four is where it's at. Just saying, uh, right? Man, I want a sequel to Star Fox sixty four. You, you do have nope. this called Star Fox Zero. Nope, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I did buy it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I did buy it. There's, oh, I don't wait. Oh, and whatever Nelco Bandai did, I think. I had an interesting conversation, by the way, about Star Fox Zero with uh, uh, the guy at GameStop, the GameStop that I go to. Uh, mm-hmm. I that's a topic I'm going to bring up on NGR. By the way, this week is is GameStop and like I've had Just lot, I've I've had a lot to say about GameStop, but the employees at the one that's by my apartment have kind of changed my mind about how I think about things. Uh, so I was talking to Mike, the store manager over there about star Fox zero. when I went to pick up cave story, I guess I picked yeah. up Dave story. Yeah. That was, that was the last game that came out. Right. Uh, yes. And, uh, we were just talking about the controls of Star Fox Zero and how I was like, I wish they would have just let me shoot in the way I was flying. And I know they're trying to be innovative with the gamepad and stuff, but like, just I just wish it would they would have let me shoot where I was flying and really, really just lean into the Star Fox sixty four side of the game because i really wanted to like that game it was it was a pretty game the environments were were really beautiful like the ship flew well like i just uh, that game became increasingly frustrating the more i had to move like just move like this with the game i think the thing about star fox zero and i can't wait to play uh play it in a in a uh, couple of weeks is that when you talk about immersion, that is a prime example of immersion. Now, whether you see it as a positive or a negative, you know, Mark, uh, Nintendo didn't market it, market it as an immersive game or anything. But I'm just like, if for those who are interested in being a flight, you know, uh, a, a flight attendant or not flight attendant or a pilot for like the army or something. You don't want to play Top Gear for from Konami to get <laughs> that experience or Afterburner. Something like Star Fox Zero can help you with that. And I think that it really gave you that mood to be like, when you're in a battle like this, and you have to maintain your, who you're fighting and your environments and do and kind of like multitask, like whether you see it as fun or not i'm like at least when they you they give you that immersive feel this game sticks to it that it gives you that immersive fit immersive feel 
Um, so I, I like I said, I can't wait to play because I don't think immersion is with doing button presses, like just pressing a button and seeing something happen. Like that's not immersive to me. Like actually make actually make me feel like I'm in the game is what I care for. So yeah, if I crash and I fail, you know, I'm still learning the game. Be like, okay, this is also a challenge. And I love this challenge because it's making me learn. And that's what sometimes to to understand the fun, you got to learn some games. If y'all could stick it out and play battle, uh, not Battleborn, uh, Bloodborne, and it's kicking your tail and you stick it to it. Why can you not play Star Fox Adventure? I mean, Star Fox Zero. Oops. And learn that game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, Star Fox is an interesting franchise. I, I don't know. I like... 64 and i like the gamecube ver- the gamecube mm-hmm. games i i actually liked star fox adventures it was different you know gamecube was this weird console where they were really experimenting with a lot of things with their franchises and like metroid prime went from a 2d side scroll scrolling uh game to a first person game like mario got a water jetpack you know luigi got his own game and and star fox was just another one of those games that they were exploring new ideas with and like right you know what they thought with dinosaur planet wasn't really working out so they thought you know let's just throw fox in here and 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 you know make a new game and i thought it was fine i thought it was like a zelda light you know it kind of almost reminded me of beyond good and evil to be honest now that i'm thinking yes like in terms of like the tone they were going for in terms of exploration in terms of the light zelda elements like you know, now that I think about it, that's kind of where I put Star Fox Adventures, and I actually really like that game. And you know, uh, this is going to be a topic for a different time, but like, I feel like people get stuck thinking that franchises should stick to what they know instead of experimenting outside the box with them. And like, you know, everybody loves Metroid Prime, and that is totally not the original vision for metroid like you look at metroid super metroid metroid 2 the game boy advance games like metroid prime is totally different than right. than super metroid right you know it's got first person shooter elements you're scanning the environment to uh figure out where to go next figure out how to unlock doors uh it's a really cool twist on a franchise that people loved for a long time you know I I and this might actually be an NGR topic actually this week is like franchises that would benefit from changing genres or adding new elements from an existing genre into it you know and I've right. something I was listening to Giant Bomb's Phil Spencer interview and when I was listening to that and they were trying to diversify their portfolio and they're sitting on a lot of franchises people love and I was thinking like Part, and, and they're not doing they're not making deals with Ubisoft to get Splinter Cell. They're not, you know, they're sitting on Perfect Dark which, you know, everybody loves that first game and Perfect Dark Zero was whatever it was. Like I think a game like Perfect Dark would benefit from just switching genres completely. You know, Joanna Dark is a super spy that 
you know, uses a lot of gadgets to get through the environment. Like, why not make that a stealth action game similar to something like Met- what Metal Gear Five did? Like something like that. And like, you know, Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of where my head was at with Star Fox Adventures. Like, I it's exciting when Nintendo experiments with stuff. You know, like look at Zelda. Breath of the Wild, perfect example. Look what they did with the right. Zelda franchise. Look how much experimenting they did with that, and it worked out super well. So, uh, you know, I think they do need to do something with Star Fox. Like, everybody loves this the aerial combat stuff. Keep that in there, but make it more. I don't, I don't know what they can do, but that was just my thing. But uh, Super Nintendo Classic is coming September 29th, and yes. and I will be standing in line. Uh I don't even know what I'm excited to play. I'm excited to play it all. I I right. can't I can't pick just one. I'm excited to play Yoshi's Island again in HD, like because you know they have the pixel perfect HDMI mode, whatever. So uh, that's that's my thing. Uh, but yeah. speaking of Metroid Prime, <laughs> we learned that Retro Studios was not developing Metroid Prime Four, mm-hmm. which lead led me to a thought. What exactly is Retro working on? What is their new IP? What do we think it could be? And this is purely hypothetical conversation. We could say what we want it to be. We could say what we think it is. What we kind of think it may be for Nintendo. Like, what is Retro working on? Well, I remember back in uh, the day there was an interview that Retro was trying to make us like a sports game uh but i don't know how far they got with that so i think uh well first of all i think it's going to be team rated i think it's going to be t uh what they could be making might be something so off the wall that you wouldn't expect them to make and I, I feel like they're making a survival horror game. What if they're making Eternal Darkness too? <laughs> I mean, I mean they're making their own. Uh, I mean, a new IP, but I think they're make. I think Nintendo needs another chance at survival horror. Um. Uh, the one ghost game they had where you could possess a dog or something. It was on like I think it was on S- it might have been NC4 or GameCube. Guys, you know, that one. Are you did- talking about Geist? Geist? That was on GameCube. Yeah, guys. <laughs> okay, GameCube. You know that didn't do well. Uh, um, the Black Mated game for Wii U kind of did well, but it wasn't really a hit. So I think Retro might be doing a survival horror game. I think they're they have a chance to really capture that atmosphere due to Metroid Prime but I think they could make something so scary something so mysterious that this this game would definitely be like okay I see that this belongs to the Nintendo catalog yeah I it's tough because there are two things I think Nintendo needs and I think if they do it the smart way, Metroid Prime's going to cover one of them, right? They need... Right. I think, you know, the f- whether we agree with it or not, 
like the first person shooter genre is huge and competitive multiplayer is huge and you put those two things together in a franchise like metroid like i i still think they're gonna do something with the metroid prime federation force for switch like i like you, you like i don't know it's probably not gonna be part of metroid prime 4 but like if you sell it uh-huh. as like a separate thing if they dial down and or, and really just kind of like focus refocus and 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 kind of where you can customize your bounty hunter and and take it on missions and then also do competitive multiplayer with it and i think a lot of people would really get into that like i really think that and i think a lot of people just didn't give metroid prime federation force a chance because Mm -hmm. it had been so long since we got a decent metroid game a decent proper metroid game and like you know as much as we enjoyed other m besides like the really bad cutscenes, like a lot of people didn't care for other M, and a lot of people still look at, at like Metroid Prime Three to be the last good Metroid game. So like, I think if you if you give it some time, if you rework some of the details, if you uh, you know get your online stuff figured out, I really think they're going to work on on Metroid Prime Federation Force Two or you know re new subtitle here whatever but they're making a new ip no so I, that's i know th- i'm not saying retro's working on that i'm trying to say like metroid prime 4 has the first person shooter genre covered pretty much yeah and if they added the federation 4 style thing or made it a separate thing like there's two first person things where retro i think would want to stay away from that uh so for me i i don't know i feel like retro might be working on a I feel like they're going to be working on something in the vein of Tomb Raider and Uncharted, a third-person action, like poppy, like pulpy pulp action game, kind of like, kind of like Uncharted, but not uh, a lot more polished and a lot better. Like, because I mean, you know, everybody knows how we feel about Uncharted. It's just an okay franchise. Yes. I feel like it's super. The production values of like the the facial capture and the animation is great but like the game plays bad like it just doesn't play well uh so like i think nintendo is going to approach a western studio which would be retro and say look here's what we have in our portfolio we have three different platformers in mario kirby and yoshi we have the first person genre set with metroid prime we would like you to explore new IP in this genre. Actually, it would be the other way around. Retro goes to Nintendo. I, even though Nintendo owns Retro, I think uh, Retro has approached Nintendo and just like, okay, we know you guys got this, but we got this. They're like, you guys don't got this adventure game, and we have a great idea for a venture game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could I could see that too. I think you know I, Nintendo Nintendo has really kind of opened up a lot recently in terms of sharing their IP and really letting things go. And Reggie even said, "Yeah, we've kind of loosened up a bit. We're we're exploring new avenues for our IP." And like Retro, I think has earned with two amazing Donkey Kong games and three amazing Metroid games. I think they've mm-hmm. earned the right to explore a new ip like right i really think they have and like i really think you know they they are good at 
making intricate worlds and you know we've seen that in metroid they're they're have great animation great sense of a challenge versus reward like in donkey kong you know like they know how to explore different spaces and if they applied it to a third person action game i think they could succeed i think they know what they're doing yes their art styles like i mean you saw the the some of the art team went to work on halo 4 and the prometheans were clearly inspired by metroid prime it was it clearly you could have slapped metroid on there instead of halo and been like yeah you're playing metroid now and you'd be like oh sure i can tell by that screenshot uh i I would like i would really like them to do that and i know like (laughs) we've been complaining a lot about sony all their games looking this looking the same third person over the shoulder action game but like yeah in terms of nintendo's portfolio they don't really have that like Zelda's an open world action RPG ish thing. Like Mario is clearly a 3D platformer. Metroid's gonna be a Metroid game. Like they in, in terms of Nintendo's portfolio, they need that. And I would like them to see if they can like create a how do I say this? I, I would like them to create a more mature 3D style action game. Not not in the vein of like, you know, in the T T range, like you said, uh, yeah, with cool cool weapons to use, cool ways to explore and use puzzles to advance through the world, uh, you know, there there's one section in Uncharted One where you are scaling this castle and you get into this courtyard and you have to do all these things to open gates and stuff and like you have to solve puzzles to open gates to the next area and like then there's like chaos and explosions everywhere and stuff like but you know i would like to see retro explore that first part of that where like you're you're climbing this huge building and then you go into the building to solve some puzzles and that unlocks another part of like the the castle or the building that you're in and you make your way through these these worlds that way you know similar it would be almost compared to like the arkham games like arkham asylum specifically where you're completing different missions solving new puzzles getting new gadgets and then a lot that you solving puzzles and using your new gadgets would allow you to progress through the world Mm -hmm. and i think i think retro pardon my pun retro is prime for that sort of game <laughs> like i didn't i didn't mean to do that i swear i didn't mean to do that well uh, the thing with retro is is that uh the way that we'll know what they're working on is that we need a leak of a storyboard mm-hmm. of some art like well not not so much storyboard just like a piece of artwork to be like what is this you know, cause I, cause retro is keeping retro and Nintendo is keeping something under wraps, really tight. And retro does you know? Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't retro have two teams? Does retro have two teams, or they only have one? Um, they or did only they, have. Did they staff up after Donkey Kong to take on? They like, staffed up. Okay, because yeah, they like, staffed up. Part of me thinks like retro is staffed up to make two teams where 
I think maybe late 2018, early 2019, we might get a third Donkey Kong game, which would then help them fund their new IP for 2020, mm-hmm. 2021. No, their new IP is already funded. Okay. So that's that's why we didn't see nothing at E3. That's why they're not doing Metro Prime 4. So if we don't get anything from Retro for... Um, if we don't get nothing from for a Nintendo Direct later on this year, we gonna see something in spring, or we're gonna see something for next E3. Because what's gonna happen is is that yeah, Metro Prime Four, Pikmin Four, Kirby, Yoshi, like those four, um, and maybe uh, Fire Fire Emblem if it gets delayed, like those would be kind of like the big five at E3. But they're going to want to promote and they're really going to want to show off what retro has been up to mm-hmm. um and there's no better time to do it than e3 or if they do it in the spring you know they'll do that so they can overshadow everybody mm-hmm. so they can overshadow microsoft and sony you know of course there'll be those big games coming out but they want to be like just for you guys to let you know why you bought a switch um this game is coming to switch and we just want to show you guys what what's in store for you after some of these 2018 games are released and then bam they'll show what retro has yeah so yeah i'm i'm really interested to see what what retro is working on i think i think that they are one of the most underrated studios out there like i i think their games are great i i love metroid prime especially the first one i that Mm -hmm. game is amazing i i love donkey kong the the new ones in particular like i love those games i think merging what they've learned from both of those games and really approaching this project as like look nintendo nintendo is changing they're creating new they're creating new experiences for us they're taking their old ip and making them feel new again they're giving you know a facelift to zelda they're giving that facelift to mario they're giving us another metroid prime which i honestly didn't think we were going to get another prime game i thought you know the next metroid would be more in the vein of other m in terms Mm -hmm. of third person exploring stuff like that uh you know, and Retro is one of Nintendo's only Western studios, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like, yes, they have a chance to really say, "Look, Nintendo's changing. We want to affect that change as well." Here's our IP. It it's not Kirby. It's not Yoshi. It is a, you know, a mature style story in this new world with an awesome art style with fun weapons to play with with a lot of puzzles to solve like that's the game i want from them right and and the thing with the thing definitely for me retro is that when i play donkey kong when i play metroid prime um it feels like that studio's game yeah, you know, sometimes you could play a game and be like, "Oh, this is that. This is a studio game. This is that studio game," and this new IP is going to be kind of different. Mm-hmm. You know, Metroid Prime has something to prove to see how what the studio can do. 
under you know, Nintendo's direction, and they knocked it out the park. Um, they kind of overshadowed Rare with Ducky Kong, uh, Ducky Kong Country Tropical Freeze and um, yeah. the Return and stuff. Like they overshadowed Rare as much as um, as much as Rare's game, like as good as those games were. Like mm-hmm. Retro really took that formula that Rare set up for them, and like really took it in their own direction to where like yeah, it it's a good like honor to the rare games but they really put their own spin on it which is what i really love about it they they tweaked and perfected it yeah and and i think i think that's why people at rare you know when they got sold to microsoft um i don't know if it was a, a a business decision or what rare was going through but i kind of feel like that rare was um was discouraged and i feel like for them as a company working with microsoft i feel like there's not there's no guidance that microsoft could give to rare mm-hmm. so you know the quality of their games fell by the way fell by the wayside you know of course uh you can say whatever you want to say about Bench or kazooie but i'm like if you played the n64 game and then you play some of their later games you would be like this is not the same yeah you like know if you um, play like everybody was excited when nuts and bolts was coming out and then you played it it was not it was not banjo kazooie at all like it it was fun but like it what didn't feel like banjo at all you know when you play uh viva pinata uh, from rare it feels like a rare game and it is one of those games that uh surpassed your expectations mm-hmm. like you expected this game to be a kitty terrible game and it came out and it was the bee's knees it was the rage and surprise a lot of 360 owners um and that party was the last. I mean, you go from Viva Pinata to like Grab by the Ghoulies, and you could see the difference in the quality, you know. And I feel like the I think if the if Microsoft was to give Rare back to Nintendo, or Nintendo was to, was going to uh, work with Rare, like Rare went independent, I think Rare would quickly jump on that opportunity to make a game for a Nintendo platform and be like and just be like we need your guidance once again Mm -hmm. I mean if we we could get that guidance to make a game for your platform we would jump at that opportunity Mm -hmm. and and they literally would probably deliver something Um, Mm -hmm. yeah I think you know I I, we get on Sony for, for doing some games that are pretty samey they feel the same they look similar like Mm -hmm. you know and the rumor is microsoft is going out there to make their own version of horizon and like you know their their portfolio is a little bit more diversified than than sony's but like you know they're caught in the same boat where everything is like shooty shooty bang bang style yes and like I think Nintendo has room in their portfolio for for this style game, and I'm excited. And like, I would really like them to do what they did with Metroid Prime and make that the you know third person over the style action game with mm-hmm. le- less focus on combat and more focus on world building and puzzles. Like, you know, everybody everybody's calling Metroid Prime first person shooter. It's not a first person shooter. It's a first person adventure game. 
right you know with light combat elements like yeah you're still shooting stuff in that game and you know but but you it's always not shoot like stuff level Metroid, based but it's not like yeah it's not level based and it's also uh it's also where was i going with that thought sorry i got a notification and it really just threw me off uh you know metroid prime is focused on exploring and finding your way through the environment and scanning and, and learning about different things and that's what i want them to continue to focus on is is their exploration because they are masters at exploration you know i mean you can even see it in the donkey kong games like there's multiple ways through each level there's the foreground and the background you can explore in some areas like makes a cool take it in a cool art direction like the silhouette donkey kong levels like that was so cool like their art directions yes. in these games are so cool and like to get to reinvent the third person action game with a cool art style a really really cool art style and a focus on exploration would just be like yes please so um, yes i i do agree with your first point though like I do think Nintendo could do a interesting job in exploring survival horror. Uh, I know they kind of went out of their way a lot of times with, you know, they got the Resident Evil remake and then Resident Evil 4 for GameCube. And then, you know, they, they did some stuff in Japan and Europe with Fatal Frame. They were really yes. exploring that. So I don't know if Nintendo directly would do that, but I think they could go second or third party and go get something like that. I think, you know, Fatal Frame is a popular enough franchise to where they could bring the next one over here if Switch continues to sell and dominate like mm-hmm. it has been. So, I mean... Well, N- Nintendo uh, has a uh, stake in exclusivity with uh, Fatal Frame. Mm-hmm. So, that's why, uh, you know, of course, it's bigger it's bigger in Japan for a Tecmo, uh, Koei, um but you know just the way that we've seen it here we've just like we all wanted this game and i kind of understand why people were kind of a little bit disappointed because i feel like they should have brought the whole game over here but it was a it was good that they were just like hey play this first level if it's your tea and you guys are interested and you know you agree with you so don't agree at least try give the game a try and if it's up your tea and you just want to play like a bad average mediocre game and stuff you like into that then you could buy the whole game you know and mm-hmm. for people who were who were missing the survival horror genre you know that was a game that could get you back in mm-hmm. no yeah so uh yeah i i'm excited to see what retro is working on and nintendo for the first time in forever has a full slate of games to where like it's to the point to where like if they announce a couple more wii u ports like mm-hmm. and you know really start going after third parties similar to what they're doing with uh mario and rabbits like get those third parties on boards incentivize third parties to make exclusives like like you know that rabbits game nobody everybody's talking about it and that's amazing right. and like if they can do that like and still fill a spot next year or two years from now with a retro game like i mean look i know we like my my wii u collection is like 50 games strong right probably probably more 
and like yes you know my my Wii collection is a little bit smaller but I mean that's because I wasn't I I got all the major games for that but uh, like my my Wii U collect my Wii collection is like seventy games strong and my Wii U is about like forty games strong yeah so plus like, and my GameCube collection is like I don't, I don't even want to go I don't a... want to go there but like you know we're in the minority of that where everybody's yes. always like. Oh, Nintendo has no games. Darn. Well, like, even if somebody, even if there's games that people are interested in, you can't say Nintendo has no games anymore. Like, right. we're at that point, and it's ex- it's exciting, and we talk about this every week. Like, it's why we started this show. <laughs> well, can can I say? Because uh, I know we're about to probably wrap up, so. Um, Nintendo going out, you know, and letting their IP go with any like other companies, second or third. The best decisions they make with that will always be with Japanese companies mm-hmm. instead of Activision or, or instead of um, THQ and all these other or EA. Like for a lot of us, we don't want Activision touching none of Nintendo games. We don't want uh, EA touching none of Nintendo's franchises because they don't know how to, to de- develop their... Don't, they don't know how to develop anything Nintendo-related. They don't know how to make a Nintendo-style game. You know, Ubisoft, uh, of course, they got, like... Um, the rabbits game and stuff, but they're probably getting more experience working with Nintendo and being like, yeah, the game is SCOM, but it's just like, under the guidance of Nintendo and Miyamoto and getting their input, they're correcting stuff that maybe we didn't even know about mm-hmm. and making our development better. You yeah. know, think, think how Nintendo would have did if they worked with, uh, if, if they work with um, uh, e, uh, Nintendo work with EA on a Mirror Edge game a Mirror Edge was exclusively a Nintendo game like Nintendo made the IP and stuff and EA won they brought EA, EA to come and develop it, develop it. Nintendo would have corrected a lot of stuff about that series and it probably would have been a surprise top hit yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah I like, mean it, it's 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 i i would like to see nintendo reach out to more japanese companies because i know like i know activision is not going to work with nintendo unless it's like mm-hmm. skylanders and they're going to make millions of dollars like that's just the way activision works they've come out and said it like they're like we're not going to make a game if it's not going to make us money uh you know ea tries to play on the fan side of things you know with things like mirror's edge catalyst and and you know this uh the way out or something that game they showed the co-op game like they try to do that but they make they the money they make off the star wars and battlefield games alone are going to pay for those like even if they lose money on those like those games will sell a hundred times over to the point where like they can fund those games and just kind of like wipe the money with wipe their butts with the money they make off of those like right Nintendo needs to reach out to Japan because that's where their their strengths lie. Well, that's where their strengths it, lie. 
what well, Nintendo has reached out to Japan. That's why we got the games that we got. You know, that's what. Like, okay, we some people left at Hyrule Warriors, but it almost I think it sold a, a million. Like it out the gate, it got people back into playing the miso style games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, know, I mean, people which is left exactly like, exactly why we're getting two for Switch this year. Like we're getting right. we're getting Fire Emblem Warriors, and then we're getting something in july that's based off of an anime but it's essentially the same game i i fate fate something i don't remember what it's called uh right you know yeah Nelko bandai like they did the smash brothers i mean smash brothers yeah they did smash and that was a huge success for both teams you know now look at if you look at T- uh, like Tekken 7 um, I haven't played it or anything but I'm just like if people knew that you know who were interested in Tekken or anything and, and heard like you know that Smash game you know Neko Bandai did that right they did yeah you like you might want to also check out Tekken 7 because it might have some like ideas for Smash in that game most people probably will pick up Tekken 7 and play it mm-hmm. I don't know how the sales are for that you know uh, plat- platinum. We always talk about Nintendo working with platinum. Uh, Bayonetta two, a big success, wonderful one on one, kind of a uh, uh, success, I I believe. But it led to um Activision working with them. Now, depending on what game that you got from Activision and, and platinum, Transformers Devastation is probably the only good one out of the three. <laughs> Out of that Legend of Korra and that uh, Ninja Turtles game. I mean, I didn't. You know, I didn't even think you know Transformers was that great. But. Right. And I'm like, and even though start, you know, Platinum helped with Star Fox uh, Zero. Yeah, there might have been some things, but I bet you Platinum was just like we love. I think Platinum loves work with Nintendo over everybody. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think any co- any company that got a chance to work with Nintendo, they would do it. Why do you think Microsoft would just be like, Nintendo needs to bring their games to our console? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I really feel like, you know, even you look at something like Wonderful 101 or Bayonetta 2, like, mm-hmm. those are two of Wii U's best games, and it's full platinum. They They had ideas, and Nintendo let them run with it, and, like, Getting Bayonetta 2, man, that was... It's still... Man, that game. If right. you, like... That's another game, though, too, that I'm, like... I'm really sad it's stuck it, on a console with only 13 million units sold. Like, that's a game I feel like everybody needs to play. And it's the same thing as, like... You know, a, a lot of his, history... A lot of old games are stuck on the consoles they came out on. And that's why digital distribution became so large and that's why virtual console everybody's claiming for virtual console so they can play the old games without hooking up their old systems and like it's cool that that 8-bit duo company is making the super nintendo and Mm -hmm. and those controllers for switch or they work on switch and it's like bayonetta is one of those games that i just feel really bad it's stuck on a console that nobody owns it's it proved it i think it proved the theory that uh not all m-rated games are just going to be number one sellers and when you work with one of the best developers and best publishers in the video game industry your work will prove your worth 
Just because you make a game exclusively for Sony and for uh, for Microsoft, like I always said, you can have a you can have one of the top games. But if I see multiple copies of your top game at GameStop use, that's a problem because that really just says that nobody values your worth as a company. Mm-hmm. You know, when when people get mad and start saying that, oh, I should have bought it when the game came out. That already tells you that if a game come out for Nintendo, you might want to pick it up because you might regret that you can't get it. Mm-hmm. Digitally, yeah, not be in that age. Because um, my thing would be this. And I ha- actually had a thought about this. And I might write it for NGR Radio, so guys, do check it out. Um, if Nintendo made a game with Insomniac and made a game with Ninja Theory for Nintendo, like for Switch, or for like not not even handheld, just for a console. I think Insomniac might be blown out the water on what they would create. I think Ninja Theory will uh, will probably show Nintendo like we could also make great action games. Mm-hmm. We just need uh, we just need your help and maybe your marketing um, and probably. Give us a give us give us a try. Give us an IP that you guys um, haven't used yet, or you have used and it didn't sell well, and help us create it where people become interested again in that platform mm-hmm. or in that in that series. And I think Nintendo can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no. I'm interested to see like you know six months or even a year from now, you know what kind of deals nintendo has put in place if like i i honestly think we're going to get a lot more wii u ports than people realize i think we're going to get a lot of collaborations between you know nintendo and namco bandai even konami the resurgence of konami with bomberman and them supporting that game with a bunch of free dlc and you know there were rumors that konami is interested in bringing castlevania to switch at some point like uh if Nintendo can make these deals, that will really start separating it. I mean, Nintendo's already separated from Xbox and PlayStation. Like, I don't even I don't even compare them anymore, you know, like Right. Their portfolio is so different and the third party games they do get are way different and the indies on there are just I mean, they're phenomenal, the indies and, I've been playing on there. But like and- and Sega themselves have been sticking by to Nintendo because they have been making more money working with Nintendo. Uh, you know. Yeah, and I'm just I'm interested in like six months from now, six months from now, when we see a direct, a year from now after E3, what kind of deals are going to be in place to where, you know, even Square, like if Square Enix releases games on here, like, you know, the big rumor is right now that at Gamescom. Rise of the Tomb Raider is going to be announced, and you know the company that's working on their things had a Nintendo logo on their website before all their mm-hmm. all the key art was taken down. So, like, I'm really interested to see if Nintendo is really trying to explore bringing Tomb Raider to Switch at some point. Like, there's so many different moving parts, and like, I really, I'm really just excited to see. You know, we've got, we've got the rosebud right it's starting to bloom you know we got zelda we've got mario coming we've got rabbits like it's coming i'm ready to see it go 
I'm ready to see it bloom. I'm ready to see it open up and have all these different petals just here's Konami game, here's a Capcom game, here's some new Nintendo mm-hmm. games, here's Bayonetta 2 and it comes with Bayonetta 1 and you can pre-order Bayonetta 3. Like those are the things I want to see and it's it's exciting. I, I I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's why I always say I feel like the like Western third party is in trouble because of Nintendo and and Switch. You know, you can you Sony and Microsoft could have Destiny 2 for all that's worth. And that could be the one game most people play. But I'm just like if you want to limit yourself to one game, that's your choice. But Nintendo has a world of games to adventure and to adventure your skill. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to be, uh, if that's... you want to be a better gamer, you need something that's going to advance your skill. And Nintendo always offered that. I don't think Western third parties offer that on Sony or Microsoft. That's also an advantage Nintendo has right now too. Is like, uh, I and maybe we'll save this for for Friday for Friday's discussion because I really mm-hmm. want to spend some time on this topic. But you know, all of these games are moving into a you know games, uh, games uh, for service style game like Destiny, The Division. It looks like Skull and Bones from Ubisoft is moving that way. You know, Sea of Thieves from Microsoft's trying to be that way, like. You see all these games inching in that direction. You know, Anthem for, you know, Xbox One. Like, you're seeing all these games move that way. And it's like, Nintendo, this could work to Nintendo's advantage because, you know, if people are playing these one or two games a year on these other platforms and they're still itching to play something else, like, yes, Nintendo can swoop in and say, hey, here's super mario odyssey over here like while you're taking a break from your games of service you come over here and play our awesome single player games you come over here and you know play some zelda you come over here look we got metroid over here like it's really good you know i think i think you know what people have considered a disadvantage for nintendo for so long you know being underpowered being gimmicky not having a lot of you know quote third-party support like that's actually going to start working in Nintendo's advantage this generation. And yes. I am really, especially with the way the industry is moving with super powerful, expensive boxes, games of service, Nintendo has the portfolio that people want every single one of their games that are coming out this year. And that's one major game every month from first party and sprinkle the third party <laughs> stuff in there. And, ah! and it's, and this is my last point, and then we're gonna uh, wrap it up because we're gonna have to, like you said, we're gonna have that discussion for Friday to go up. This game with service thing is gonna base heavily online. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a person who kid wants to play that game, you need to invest on us on the sixty dollar a year online service. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent who cannot budget that, then you then you at your child or or teen or whatever if they don't have a job or they, they're not getting an allowance to afford that they might not need that system if the game uh games as a service is going because a if that online goes down or that server goes down you can't play that game yeah 
and they got your they got your money, and you can't do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll have the discussion for Friday. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be our main discussion for Friday. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note because I know I'll forget. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let me make, let me make that note real quick. But uh, yeah, that discussion is an interesting one, and how you know games for service on other platforms can actually work in nintendo and work to nintendo's advantage so uh right games for service discussion and i know some people are going by like well what if nintendo went for a games for service program i'm like people will buy i mean people will buy it because they know the quality that nintendo is going to offer mm-hmm. yeah i I don't. I think. I don't think Nintendo really wants to do that. Like, <clears throat> I think the closest thing we're gonna get is the free DLC for Arms and Splatoon. Like, that's right. That's the closest I think we're gonna get. And you know, Splatoon's an amazing game, and I can't wait. I just my mind just got blown because we're gonna be able to play Splatoon two when you're up here. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, yes. But Ed, we still have a lot to do. So we're going to wrap up this episode and uh, probably do something else right afterwards. So, uh, <clears throat> Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at ThatBretcherCope. You can also hear my podcast, Optional Opinion, at SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and other podcast apps. And also, still, you can hear it at the anonymous radio network.popping.com. You can read my series, The Moment, at uh, skirmishfrogs.com. My feature this week is up, so guys, do check it out. Go to IGN.com. Just type in anime, E-N-I-M-E, and you guys can check out Optional Opinion. Uh, my feature is the rising sun is it you know is it still there is japan come making a comeback so guys do check that out also check out um at the uh wednesday when after you guys watch this episode uh check out ngr radio i have a new blog up that you guys could uh read and i'll hopefully hear your guys thoughts about it and also check out world one one podcast at shout shoutengine.com um also, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got a lot. Um, you can check out my series, Let's Learn, on uh, Twitch. Uh, just type in the lyrical one to subscribe. Um, I am going to get back into teaching some games and hopefully talk to you guys about that. So, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Losing my voice a little bit. Um, you can find me. Oh, well. and Arsenal X, Arsenal X and uh, Nerds Go Platinum. Check that out, too. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the time this episode airs, the first, uh, the first segment of Nerds Gone Platinum will be live. So, uh, I don't. Oh, we talked about we had Josh Finney on from Geeks Gamers, and we talked about uh, how PlayStation is uh, handling the VR situation. Uh, you know, so there, that's the first segment, and then we go into indies and their first party stuff. So, uh, I. I we would really appreciate your feedback on Arsenal X and Nerds Gone Platinum. Uh, you know, it might not be me and Ed every time on those shows. It's like there's a lot of th- pieces that we can play with now with NGR Radio. Like, yes, you know, we have five really solid interchangeable parts right now, and we have a huge slew of guests to pull from. You know, Ray from Nerd Overdrive has been a big help. 
love Ray to death. You know, Josh is, you know, he came on and was an awesome guest. Like, I would love to talk to him again, specifically on the Xbox side of things. Uh, you know, Matt's going to be joining us on Nerds Gone Platinum at some point whenever he comes back from, from Chi-Town and we're recording. Uh, you know, Moose has a lot to say about, you know, if there's like a lot of Dark Souls, Fallout, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we have we have a lot of moving parts right now that we can interchange. Like, you know, Ed may be hosting the show one day with, with Matt and that's going to be a scary episode. I want to watch that episode really bad not gonna lie uh, oh <laughs> i'm professional i know how to handle matt i no, i just i love it i love your guys interactions it's the best it's the best uh but seriously i i am really proud what you know ed and i have come up with with arsenal x and nerds gone platinum i'm really proud of you know kind of what the main three of us have done with ngr radio and you know ed I thank you all the time, but you know, you know, I love you and you know, you just, you just know, you know, I love you. Thank uh, you. but anyways, I guess I'll do my outro now. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Corey and HD. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Hudson and HD. You can follow my Twitch, uh, channel, uh, where a lot of this has been streaming lately. I'm trying to move it over to the NGR radio page when it's finished, uh, but twitch.tv slash Corey and HD. You can watch us there, do live recordings of the shows before they go up on YouTube the next day or the next week. Uh, check out Arsenal X again and place and uh, nerds gone platinum. Uh, check out NGR radio every Monday at 10 AM. Check out this show every Tuesday and Friday. Ed and I will be here in some form, maybe with a guest, maybe not. Uh, we just, we love to talk Nintendo. That's why we started the show way back, you know, on the old platform and now with NGR radio, uh, Ed's my Nintendo bro. Uh, and I love you, man. This is a great show. So, uh, thank you guys for listening or watching like subscribe and share on that YouTube page, please. Uh, <laughs> and, Yay! uh, check out NGR and until Friday, we love you. Woohoo! Nintendo Power Block! Yes! <laughs>